0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. Amen. So let's turn to the word of God. Joshua chapter 1. And we'll be reading for verses 1 through 9. I'll be reading for the New International Version. Here begins the reading of God's word. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your feet or your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, or the heat country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you All the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all That my servant Moses gave you do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you will so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we come before you this morning and we thank you for your word. For your word is blessed. And God, we posture our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear that what you want to speak to us this morning. So spirit of the living God. We invite you, oh God, even now to speak to the hearts of your people. As our faces differ, so does our need. We pray that you would speak a rhema, a right now word to us this morning, Lord, that we will hear from heaven, Lord God, and that we will know what to do next, God. So we bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to speak with you briefly from the subject title. This is your season. Move forward. This is your season. Move forward. I want you to tap your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, that doesn't sound kind of weak. I think mean, you better get another neighbor. I don't think you like your neighbor. Try that again. Neighbor. This is your season. Move forward. Oh, I don't think they got that. Try somebody else. Say, neighbor, yeah. this is your season. Now give them a little push and move, move forward. All right, now, all right, all right. Amen. This is your season. Amen. God is calling us to move forward. As I've been praying this week and and seeking the face of God, you know, sometimes when we experience sickness in our body, sometimes it's not always an attack from the enemy. Because we're always quick to blame the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. But sometimes God uses situations in life to speak to us. Amen. Wasn't it not God who allowed an evil spirit to vex King Saul so David can go and minister before him? And every time he ministered, the evil spirit would depart. The Bible said the Lord sent a spirit. Amen. So there are times when we go through hardships and we will go through trials, but there is a greater purpose in it. Sometimes we have to be so quick before we start pleading the blood of Jesus and laying hands and anointing ourselves. We want to make sure where the source is coming from. Take a neighbor, check the source, check the source, check the source. You got to check the source. You got to find out where it's coming from. And as I laid on my bed this week, God was saying to me, he said, I'm slowing you down so you can hear me. And there are times when we we'll go through situations, we might wind up in a hospital somewhere, we might wind up laid up in bed. I would lay up in bed for a couple of days. I couldn't do anything. And after a while, you know, you get cabin fever. And you're like, Lord, I just got to get out of the house. I just got to do something. And you go outside, and you're so tired in your body. It's like, okay, let me just go back in the house and lay back down. And sometimes God will allow these type of situations to happen to slow you down so you can hear his voice. Sometimes we become so swift. We're just going, going, going. Like that energizer buddy. Boom, boom, boom. And he's still going and going and going. And you're about to burn yourself out. And God allows things to happen for your own good to slow you down. And so as I was being slowed down, amen, the Lord began to speak to me about this season that we're in. I do believe that this is a new season. I I know some words and some phrases in the body of Christ are cliches, amen. We say, he's going to take you to another level. And, and, we, we, we say things, this is your season, and your ladder shall be greater. And we say all these different things, and it becomes cliches, and after a while, it loses its power. So when we hear it, we say, eh, I heard that before. Ah, ah, yeah, okay, it's a new season, yeah, it's a new season. It's, yeah, I, I, I understand that, and it loses its power. And sometimes we take these things for granted. But God is speaking to us this, this day at the gathering church. And if you are under the sign of my voice, I'm here to prophetically declare to you that it is a new season. And that God is calling you to move forward. Let me give you the background of this text as we will delve deeper in the word of God. Israel was in a place of devastation. Israel was in a place of mourning. They had just suffered A great loss that was on the east bank of the Jordan River. Their beloved leader, Moses, had died. The great leader of Israel, the one who God used to deliver them out of Egypt. The one who led them for 40 years in the desert. Their father, their leader, their visionary, the compass, the one who led them. And the Bible says God led Moses, amen, and Moses, and the people followed Moses. And God led them by a a pillar of fire by night and a cloud of glory by day. He led them in the wilderness. The one that they followed had died. And so they were suffering a great loss. They felt a sense of abandonment. Have you ever felt abandoned before? Maybe someone you loved left you. Maybe a family member died and you didn't expect for them to die. You feel a sense of abandonment. You feel a sense of incompletion. It was Moses, the one who God called to go forth into the promised land. But yet, their their, their leader, their father, their, their, their spiritual advisor was dead. And how many times has we as believers go places, do things, and find up and wind up with things that are dead. As we look at this text, we realize that Israel, God's people, amen, were preparing themselves for something new, but they were stuck in the past. You see, God's original plan for the Israelites was that Moses was supposed to leave them into the promised land with the previous generation, amen? But the previous generation disobeyed God. And God said, okay, I'm going to kill you all off in the wilderness, and I'm going to raise up a Joshua generation, a new generation. Amen. And so this was the Joshua generation who was still mourning the loss of their leader. One of the things the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, he said, there is a death preceding the crossing of the Jordan." There is a death. If God is calling you to go into a new place, you must cross your Jordan. But often there will be a death. Have you ever suffered a loss? Have you ever felt disqualified? Have you felt that people just rose up against you and just just spoke against you? You will experience a death, a dying, before the crossing of the Jordan. The Jordan represents our passageway to the promised land. God has designated for you and I a promised land. When we hear the word "promised land," land not just represents a piece of of property, land not just does not just represent, amen, a piece of ownership, amen. But land represents a greater sphere of influence. It represents a, a greater place of rest. When we hear about land, land represents a new zone, a new area. It represents new territory. And God is preparing us today to enter new territory, just as he was doing for the Israelites. But one of the major things that God said to Israel and to their leader, Joshua, is that you must get ready. And I want you to take it over that real quick. Say, neighbor, you must get ready. Uh Uh-uh, I don't think they heard you because they still sleep. Try somebody else. Say, neighbor, you must get ready. Come on, you got to get ready. Come on, you got to stop crying. You got to stop weeping over the past. You got to let this past go. You must get ready. You must prepare yourselves. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. He said, I'm calling you to get ready to cross the river Jordan. Lord, without Moses, yes, I'm raising you up, Joshua, because you got to get ready. You gotta get ready. And I believe that God is causing the gathering church to get ready to cross its Jordan. And He's telling us this morning, you got to get ready. You see, they didn't feel ready. They were still crying. They were still in a place of mourning. They were still in a place of devastation. They were still in a place of, of hurting. They were still in a place of loss and abandonment. But God said it was time for them to get ready. Cause God was about to release them into a new place. And oftentimes, when God begins to do something, you're not gonna necessarily feel it. The Spirit of God came in here Palm Sunday and shook us up. He said, "Ready or not, here I come." And God is full of surprises that He will begin to do things that you don't feel like should be happening. See, sometimes God seems so opposite for us. He he does things backwards. It doesn't make sense. He doesn't come when you want him to come, but yet when he comes, he's still on time. And so as we think about God and we think about what he's doing here in Israel, he's telling us, come up from your place of mourning. I want you to prepare yourself for the greater thing that I have for you. You cannot move forward in your future unless you let go of your past. And some of you being held captive by your past, and God is speaking to you this morning, and the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you this morning that it's time to get ready, because this is your new season. It's time for you to move forward. It's time for you to move forward this morning. Jordan is the passageway into the promise, but there is a preparation that must happen. Tap your neighbors and neighbor, are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are you prepared? All right. You got your backpack? Are you prepared to move? Because you have to be prepared to move. You can't just say you're ready in your mind, but yet you don't have the supplies that you need to enter into your next place of territory. Are you prepared this morning? God wants us to be prepared. There is a preparation that must take place for what is to come. You have to prepare yourself. Come on now, you can't have a penny mindset with a million dollar idea. It just doesn't work. You have to shift yourself. You have to transition yourself. You have to renew your mind. There's a change that must happen now on the inside of you. You have to let go of the past. You have to embrace what's coming. Because God is about to give you some new territory this morning. One of the things that you have to realize is that if God is going to bring you into this new land. See, their land was called Canaan. Canaan was the land that God had prepared for his people. And see, God wanted to give the land to the previous generation. But you see, they they looked at the occupants in the land, and they felt like they couldn't occupy this land because they felt inadequate. Come on now, remember they sent the 12 spies? And remember, Tandem came back with a bad report. And only two say, come on, let's go up and do it. And it was so fearful because it said, Lord, um, Moses, we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. We are just so small. And that's the problem with some of you. You think you are so small. You think you are so insignificant. But you don't know how great you are. You don't know how wonderful you are. The Bible says you are fitfully and you are wonderfully made. The God of creation lives on the inside of you. How can you think of yourself yet so small? God has made you great. Come on, you might not do it the way anyone else do, but no one can do it the way you can do it. Because he's gifted you. He's given that what you needed so you can have success. In order to walk into the new zone that God has for you, you have to come out your comfort zone. To get into the God zone, you have to leave your comfort zone. To get into the God zone, you have to leave your comfort zone. Say that again, to get into the God zone, you have to leave your comfort zone. What are the things that you are comfortable with? You have to abandon the things that you are used to. If God is going to do a new thing, that means it doesn't look like the old thing. And see, we expect God to do something new, but yet we fall back into the old habits and the old patterns and the old mindsets. And we say, yeah, it's a new season, but you're still doing the old stuff. So that's why you don't see anything new. And that was the problem with Egypt. God um, God delivered Israelites out of Egypt, even though God brought them out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in them. We used to have a saying from the Bronx, the Boogie Dow Bronx. And it said, You can take the person out the ghetto, but you sure enough can't take the ghetto out of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, island folk, I could take you out the islands. I could take you from Jamaica, but I can't take Jamaica out of you. Come on. I'll pitch you in Africa, you'll still be Jamaican. I'll pitch you in Europe, you'll still be Jamaican. Come on now. Come on. Come on, come on, You'll be, you're going to be who God has made you to be. But see, the issue, they got stuck with Egypt. They said, this is all we used to? Remember, they were in captivity for 400 years. All they knew was bondage. The only thing they knew was slavery. The only thing that they knew was to just make bricks and just be servants. They never knew how to be the lender. They just always knew how to be the borrower, always on the always on the receiving end, but never on the giving end. Always on the poor end, but never on the rich end. They didn't know nothing else. And for you, some of your families don't know nothing else and you're stuck, and you feel like God is telling you to do something different, but you look at your family, but you look at your household, but you look at your history, and you say, Lord, this has never been done before. No one in my family has endeavored devil to do this. Everybody's fearful around me that I should even attempt to do this. But it's a new thing. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. It's a new season. God is bringing transition to you this morning. This is a word for you this morning. Come out of your comfort zone that you can get into the God zone. The God zone is your new place of territory. It's your new place of influence. It's your new place of power. It's your new place of authority. God is trying to bring you there, but you have to let go of your past. I preached a message many years ago. One of, the, one of the things the Lord dropped in my spirit, he said, transition proceeds acquisition. Transition proceeds acquisition. In other words, I have to trans, I have to transition my mindset. I have to transition my heart in order for me to acquire that what God has for me. I can't say, you know what, I, I, uh, I, I, someone wants to give me a car for a million dollars, but yet I have no place to pit the car. I have to get a garage. I have to make sure that I have, I have the money for oil. I have to make sure I have the money to upkeep the car. I just can't have a car. I have to transition myself so I can acquire the car. And for you, God wants to give you some stuff, but he can't give it to you because you're not in a place to receive it. You're over here in, in the comfort zone, and God is blessing over here in the God zone. And the only thing you need to do to get from one place to another is to cross your Jordan. But he's speaking to you this morning. What What are you going to do? 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 I got much for you. I got better things for you. What are you going to do this morning? He's speaking to us. God was setting up Israel with new territory. He would set them up with a place of rest, a place where they could worship the Lord freely. They couldn't worship God when they were in bondage. They struggled to worship God in, in the desert. These were migrators. These were like gypsies. They just kept packing up and going, packing up and going, nomads in the desert. And some of you are just like that. You're vagabonds. You keep going from place to place to place and you have no rest. You get in one relationship, you can't commit. You go to the next one, you can't commit. Come on now. Papa's like a rolling stone. Everywhere he he went, he laid his hat. That was his home. He was a vagabond. You can't commit. Some of you, you, you can't keep your mind sure. I, I make a decision that you're not, you don't make a firm decision. You're always switching up. Well, I'm gonna be a doctor today. And I, oh, well, maybe I'll major in law tomorrow. And maybe, maybe, I'll do physical therapy next week. And, and you can't make up your mind. You're unsure. Transition precedes acquisition. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to get your mind ready. Tap your neighbor and say, Neighbor, is your mind ready? Is your mind ready? Is your mind ready? Come on. Come on. God wants to give you something, but is your mind ready? You see, it always starts in the mind. Come on now. It starts as a thought in the mind. You see, God had defined Israel's next level. He said, look, I'm going to give you this from the Euphrates River to the Great River. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you all of this. Canaan. I'm going to give you all these different things. He defined what the next level is. God has defined what your next level is. It's already defined in the spirit. But you just have to walk it out in the natural. You just got to walk it out. You just have to walk out. He has already defined that, that he has for you. God was taking Israel from a place of being migrated, from a place of migration to a place of stabilization. Israel was not stable. They kept going from place to place to place to place. But God would say, I'm going to give you your own land. I'm going to give you your own territory. I'm going to give you your own business. Come on, I'm going to give you your own house. I'm going to give you your own cattle. I'm going to give you your own field so you could be productive. God wants to give you your own this morning. He wants to make you stable this morning. While your bank account is constantly up and down and up and down, you have no stability. But God wants to give you stability this morning. Let have a, a welfare mindset. Give me, give me, give me. What can I get? 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 Uh-uh. God said He will make you the lender, not the borrower. If you was in a place, give me, 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 give me. That's not God. That's not God. God doesn't want us to be on the other end of the stick. If we're kings, kids, we're supposed to be lenders and not borrowers. Come on now. That's the type of mindset that we have to have. But transition precedes acquisition. We have to to get our minds changed. We have to get our hearts changed. We have to posture ourselves in such a way that we can receive what God has for us. This is your new season. Move forward. But, pastor, it doesn't feel like it. Pastor, I don't see it. Pastor, I don't understand it. You don't always need to understand how God is going to do it. God didn't necessarily give Joshua explanation how he was going to give them the land. He didn't say, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to dry up the River Jordan, and then you're going to walk around the walls of Jericho, and we're going to do it for seven times, and then on the seventh day, we're going to do it for seven times. He didn't give them the plan. He told him to walk. He said, Whereon you should tread upon the soles of your feet. Hey, it shall be yours. Say you never get the walking. Oh, better yet, get the stepping. Come on, tell him, get the stepping. It's time for you to start walking. Come on, help me, Jonathan. It's time for you to start walking. It's time for you to position yourself. It's time for you to get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your desert place. God is calling you from the desert. He's calling you from your famine. He's calling you from your dry place this morning. He's calling you to get the stepping. And God says, everywhere you shall walk, it shall be yours. But God, how am I going to conquer? God, how are you going to do it? Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Because remember the word of God says, we walk by faith and not by sight. You can't always go by what you see. And that's why the last generation got held behind in the desert. They died in the desert. Some of your friends died. Died in the desert. Some of your friends didn't make it. But God was rigging me up in ministry. I had a whole bunch of friends around me. But some of them I can't find anymore because they died out of the bullshit in the desert. And God is saying He's calling you for this morning. And when He's taking your friends can't go. Come on. Come on. Some of your relatives might not be able to go with you. Boo Boo and them might not be able to go with you. Because He's calling you out of your desert place. Are you just gonna sit there and die in the desert? Are you just gonna sit there and mourn about what you lost in the last season? But God is saying, I have new territory for you. But God is saying, I have a new place for you. But God is saying, I want you to come over to your place. He said, I have a wealthy place for you. Why do you want to sit there and die in the desert and mourn about what you lost? We all lost something. I got battle scars. I know what it is to suffer loss and defeat and feel like you're all by yourself. But I'm going to sit there and feel sorry for myself. Or I'm going to get up and get the walking, get the stepping. Because it's time for me to cross my Jordan. And I'm going to be Joshua in the spirit this morning. And if you're with me, you're going to cross with me. And if not, you can go ahead and die in the desert. Because I'm not going to live in the desert anymore. God is calling me to go into the wealthy place. God is calling me to go into a new zone. God is calling me to get myself ready. And if you hear the word of the Lord, I think the Lord is calling you to move this morning. I think the Lord is calling you to get ready this morning. I think the Lord is calling you to get yourself together. Transition. Now you're going to get yourself ready this morning He's calling you to your promised land It's time for you to cross your Jordan It's time for you to leave the haters behind It's time for you to leave all the junk behind He's calling you this morning Are you ready? Are you ready, people of God? He, he is setting up your new territory Stop looking about who's in the territory It's your territory talk about who's occupying your territory forget about who's occupying your territory it's your territory the bible says when they crossed over into the jordan river amen the bible says that they send up some spies uh, into jericho come on now we preached a few weeks ago about rahab the harlot who lived on the wall of jericho amen and we hear about the story how god delivered amen rahab how god delivered her as the walls of jericho came tumbling down you don't know how God is gonna do it, but you better know that God is gonna do it. Tell them He's gonna do, He's gonna do it for you. He's gonna do for you. He's gonna do it for you. He's gonna do for you. He's gonna do it for you. God is gonna do for you. But God, I don't, but Pastor, I don't deserve it. He's gonna do for you. His grace is sufficient for you. Even when you're weak, the Bible says then you will be made strong. But Pastor, I keep falling. Pastor, I keep making mistakes. His grace is sufficient for you. He's calling you into your wealthy place this morning. He's calling you to transition your this morning. Come out of your comfort zone. Come out of your comfort zone. He's defining that new place for you. You see, he wants us to occupy. I know we have this occupy Wall Street and occupy this and occupy that and and we are the the one and and we're coming against the 1% and all this type of stuff. But you know, I don't focus on all that stuff. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you support that, God bless you. Amen. But I'm going to occupy till he come. That's what the Bible says. Come on. I'm going to live my life. Abundant life. Amen. Praise the Lord. God will lose a job. God will give me another job. Come on now. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Whether I'm abasing whether I'm broke, whether I have money, whether I'm sick in my body, God is still a provider. Last thing I heard, he was Jehovah Jireh. He is my uh, provider. He shall supply all of my needs uh, according uh, to his riches uh, and glory uh, in Christ Jesus. Uh, what should I have to be afraid of? Uh, if his eye is on the sparrow, uh, I sure not know uh, that God is watching over me. Hallelujah. He's watching over us this morning. He was watching over Israel. Israel was his people. It was his chosen race. He gave Abraham a promise he said abraham get up from where you are and go to the place i'm calling you to go to and the bible says god led abraham to canaan but he didn't occupy the land then see sometimes god would take you to the place he's calling you but you can't occupy it just yet he's just thinking oh this is what it's going to be like but you're not ready just yet so god had to process the people of israel come on now now it took a few hundred years for israel to get ready for 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 them to occupy the land. Come on, after Abraham, Abraham had Isaac and and Isaac was hanging out in the land but God said you're still not ready yet. Come on, after Isaac come on, he had Jacob uh, and Jacob hung on the land and he said you're still not ready yet. After that you had all the different generations come up, come on now, and then you had the different people and then they were taken captive into Egypt because there was a famine uh, in the land. There was a famine in the place that God had prepared for them. And they got put in a place of slavery for Egypt because Egypt felt inferior to Israel. You have people who feel inferior to you. They'll make you feel like there's something wrong with you, but actually there's nothing wrong with you. You have it all together. You intimidate them. See, some of you are so concerned about, I don't want to be seen. No, 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 no. You be seen. Because every time they see you, they get intimidated by you because you're so smart, you're so anointed, you're so gifted. You're a threat to them. Don't be afraid to shine. Don't be afraid to be who God called you to be. Don't hold back and, and hold back to yourself. Be who God has called you to be. You let your light shine before men that they will see your good works and, uh, and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. God is calling us this morning to shine. 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 He's calling us to be ourselves. God brought Israel out of Egypt. He raised up Moses. Amen. Moses brought the people out. Moses struck the stone instead of speaking to the rock for the water to come out. God said, Moses, you're not going in. You're not going in because you didn't do what I called. You didn't do what I, I told you to do. You will only see the land, but you're not into the land. But your descendants shall enter the land. This was a word in the making. There were many seasons to get to this place. I'm here to prophesy to you today. There were many seasons previously in your life that got you to this place. If you look back over your life, it has not been a pretty journey. You've gone through times of captivity. You've gone through times of drought. You're going through times of feeling abandoned. You're going through times where you feel like you lost at all and you want just to give up and die in the wilderness. But I'm here to say this morning, God is giving you an opportunity this morning. Either you're going to stay in the wilderness on the east side of the Jordan or you're going to cross over. If you want this to be your new season, God is calling you to cross over. It's time for you to get ready. It's time for you to posture yourself. It's time for you to get yourself together. I put a quote up on my Facebook a few days ago. And I said it like this, life is like photography. <laughs> Use the negatives to develop. All the hell that I've been through has brought me to through this moment. All the nights that I cried myself asleep. All the times that my friends said, you crazy, Arthur, you're not gonna make it. All the times that my haters threw their words as javelins in my back against me and friends turned against me has brought me to this point. All the times that I lost people in the desert. And said I'm gonna be with you to the very end. But when I look around and find myself in trouble, brother Andre, they were nowhere to be found. The times that I I woke up and I said maybe I call my brother or maybe I call my sister and the line was busy. But yet God brought me this far. Yet I'm still here. Yet I'm still standing. I'll give him a yet praise uh, for I shall yet praise him uh, for he's the help of my countenance. The Lord is the strength of my life. Uh. He is the stronghold of my life. Uh. He is my mighty book Oh, uh, The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. Come on, the word of God says when mother and father shall forsake you, the Lord shall bring you up. He's prepared you for this moment. He's prepared you to walk into this new territory. Has it been pretty? But don't sit there crying over spilled milk, child of God. Don't sit there crying over what you lost. Come on, we all lost stuff. We could all come up here and give our, our sad song and dance, and we could have a little pity party together. Because misery loves company. But I refuse to be miserable. I refuse to be distraught. I refuse to cry one more tear about what I lost. If I was supposed to lose it, then I lose it. Because less is more. Come on, somebody. You lost it, but come on. It was still a game for you. Come on. I thought I lost, but I actually won, Brother Jonathan. I actually won. I actually lost. I thought I lost that relationship. I thought my marriage failed. I thought I lost that child. Oh, but it was God preparing me. Because less is more more. And I'm going to God's wealthy place. Not that man could get the credit, but God could get all the glory. Because what God is about to do for you, no man, no man can take credit for what he's about to do. No man can take credit for what God is about to do in your life. This is a new season. This is the time for you to move forward. God told Israel, he spoke to his servant Joshua, he said, get ready. He said, you're going to dethrone every king in Canaan. You're going to dethrone them. That means, child of God, when you walk into this new season, it's time for war. Take it in, it's time for war. Come on, this is, it's not going to be peaches and cream. You're not just going to walk up in there and be like, here I am. And this is what God gave me. I'm just here to occupy until he comes. No! There are giants in the land. <laughs> there are people who are occupying the space that God has for you. But you see how you win is that you walk by faith and not by sight. Say your name, but your faith will win the battle. Your faith will win the battle. Your faith will win the battle. Uh-huh. Your faith will win the battle. You battle with your faith. If you look in Ephesians chapter 6, it says we shall lift up the shield of faith the safari darts, darts of the devil the devil would try to send stuff against you but you have to have your faith you can't let nothing shake your faith you can't let nothing shake your faith your faith is your weapon god told joshua be strong be courageous god is calling us this morning to be strong and to be courageous He said, I have promised you this place. I have promised you this new territory. I've promised you ownership. I have promised you a place of rest. I have promised you stability. Some of you are not stable today. Come on, you're not stable. And God wants to get you stable today. He wants to stabilize you. Now, you can choose to die in the desert or you can choose to cross your Jordan this morning. He's giving you an opportunity because let me tell you something. If you don't answer the call of God, you'll miss your opportunity to go. See, if they stayed behind Jordan and some went, see God performed the miracle to drop the Jordan River. And they didn't just get in a boat and oh we're gonna we're gonna row across. No, it wasn't no shallow water. It was a river. It's like crossing the Hudson River. But God dried up the river so they could get over in other words, God created an opportunity for advancement oh my God and God is creating an opportunity for you today for advancement and you don't want to miss your season because if you miss your season, you're going to get left behind my late Bishop Ezra Williams he said, get on board get out the way or get run over and God is saying to you this morning church, get on board let me tell you something we're about to go someplace in the gathering church in the next 90 days I believe it in my spirit I really believe it. Students, this might not be what we meet when you come back in September. God's preparing a new place for us. <laughs> he's preparing a wealthy place for us so we can have greater influence. Come on now. So we can change this region for the glory of God. And he's creating a wealthy place for you this morning. But you have to transition yourself. You have to get yourself ready for what he has for you in this season. You want to see success? Follow the book of the law. What's the book of the law, the word of God? You want success? This is it right here. This is this, this is your blueprint for success. There's business strategies in here, relational strategies in here, educational strategies in here. Come on, go want to pass the SAT? Read the King James Version. I'll give you some words to pass. Come on. Everything you need. You want to know how to make love to your wife? Come on, read it in the book. It's in the book. It's, come on. Everything you need. Is in this, it covers every subject, every issue of life. The Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. It's all in the book. We're we'll talk about gay marriage, it's in the book. Everything is in this book. Abortion is in the book. Everything is in the book. This is your success. This is your blueprint. This is your roadmap. This is your basic instructions before leaving the earth. The Holy Bible. It's here. Follow the book, and you will have success. He said, Joshua, don't let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. In other words, there's a speaking you got to do. Why did he tell Joshua, don't let it depart from your mouth? Don't let it depart from you. Because the Word of God said, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. You want to build your faith, you got to speak the Word. I was listening to Pastor Joel Alston being interviewed by Bishop Jakes this week. And he said, you know what? He said, there was some times when I first took over the, the church after my father died. And he said, I felt so discouraged, I felt inadequate. See, I got to learn more about Joe Alston. He dropped out of college in his freshman year. He's not even a college graduate. He never went to seminary. Don't have a theology degree. (laughs) But yet he's the pastor of the fastest growing church in America. Over 40,000 people come through his doors every Sunday. Why? Why? Because he said, I walk by faith. And not by saying he said, I'll get in the mirror in the morning and said, You are anointed. You are appointed. God has chosen you. You are a man of God. He began to speak to himself. Sometimes you got to speak to yourself. Come on, girl. You gotta say, girl, get yourself together. You're gonna get through this thing, you're gonna make it. You have to work. don't wait for someone to tell you, tell yourself. You got finals, but you're gonna pass that final oh girl. You're gonna you're gonna get that a. Come on, we're gonna get that degree. Come on, that money's gonna come. I ain't gonna worry about that. God's gonna provide. You gotta tell yourself words of faith. That's being that's being courageous. That's being bold. That's being strong. Something the devil lie to you. The Bible talks about the wiles of the devil. What are the wiles? The wiles of the enemy. What what, what you what you mean? They're darts. What you mean? They're darts. They're, they're, they're arrows. What you mean the arrows? The arrows are the negative thoughts that come to you. You've seen stories and told me you get the little angel and a little devil and they whisper little things in your ear. Those are the darts of the enemy. You have to lift your shield of faith up to block the darts of the enemy. That's not the voice of the enemy because it's negative. It's negative. It sounds like truth, but it's not. So the devil wants you to look at everything around you. And that's the problem why the first generation that got delivered from Israel died in the desert. Because they looked at what was around them and said, oh, we can't have that. We can't do that. And you let the, and don't let people lie to you and say, you can't have that. You want to you be a doctor? Please, look at your average in high school. What made you think you could be a doctor? Oh, you can't have that job. You want a house? How much debt you got? <laughs> you can't do that. You want to do what? <laughs> you can't do that It's the me. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. Take the strength this morning. Take the strength this morning. He's calling you this morning. God promised Joshua success. And if he, God promised Joshua success if he will follow God's plan, his plan. And because Joshua was a being to the Lord, the Bible says that Joshua conquered Canaan and dethroned 31 kings. Not one, 31 kings in that province. As a matter of fact, the sun stood still so Joshua could take territory. God stopped the sun, the moon, and the stars so that they could have victory. If God could do for Joshua, how much more can God do it for you? Well, no, God don't love you. Yes, he loves you like that. He loves us all the same. He'll make it happen for you. As I, was, as, as I was praying and the Lord was telling me about starting a church, I ran from the Lord for a number of years. I did not want to hear it. I did not want to hear it. But God has prepared me for where I am today. I never wanted to pass at the age of 23 and 24 years old. I did not want to do that. I was okay being a minister. I was okay being an evangelist. I was okay being a prophet. I could deal with that. But not dealing with being no pastor. Because Lord, no, I didn't want to deal with no folk. Because you know we all got our stuff. And I saw what my pastor went through. I'm like, uh, <laughs> not me, Jesus. You got the wrong one. I'll, I'll hit and run. I'll preach and leave. And God said, no, 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 son. I'm calling you. I'm calling you to pastor. I'm calling you to preach my word. I'm calling you to raise up a generation. And there were times when I was a teenager. and there's a times when I was in my early 20s, before I was even a pastor. I will always have found myself around pastors. I remember I was taking a course and I went to this church and I thought I was taking a course with their members. It was only their pastoral team. And see, God will give you little clues and cues for what he's going to take you to. And see, some of you guys giving you clues and cues, but you're afraid. You're afraid. You're afraid of what God wants to bring you into. And you want to hold on to your friends and hold on and be comfortable. And God is saying, "No, no, 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 I'm not calling you to be comfortable anymore. If you want to enter to the God zone, you got to get out of your comfort zone. That means you got to get away from the things that seem familiar. Familiar. If that's the only thing you know, God said embrace something new today. But I don't understand it. You don't always need to understand. We don't understand how faith works, but faith works. Just believe. Just hear it, receive it, believe it. Stand on it. Let nothing cause it to waver. And I look at my life now and I say, God, you have brought me this far. You have prepared me for this moment. Just like he prepared Israel for their moment. For their expansion of new territory. God used Joshua to do great things. And the Bible says they entered into their territory. They got their land. They got their place of rest. They got their fields. Come on now. They got ownership. They got deeds to properties. Come on. It was outlined for them and they occupied. And they did what God called them to do. God is calling us to occupy this morning. What are we going to do? It's time to transition ourselves. He saw success. He recognized God's voice and moved forward into his new season. What are we going to do this morning? God is saying, don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you this morning. I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. (laughs) If you're saying, Pastor, I want my season. I hear the word of the Lord to me this morning. This is my season, and and I want to move forward. I want you to stand right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. wish I could lay hands on you this morning. Lord knows. Pastors, come up front quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.